Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. And you're listening to Let's Drone Out on iTunes. The show is live every Thursday at 8 p.m. UK time. And if you want to watch the stream, come tune in and join us next week and interact. Come to youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out. Yeah, what he said. Let's Drone Out. And we are live. Hello, and welcome to Let's Drone Out. <laughs> Tonight, we are chatting to the devs of uh, Butterfly. Uh, I can't believe it is Butterfly. And uh, it, we we have the usual team of, well, Let's Drone Out. There's very few of us. Uh, we've got Andy RC. Hello. Is that like a, a worldwide thing? I can't believe it's not butter or, or only the UK. No, I think that's really British. I was going to say, that's not, not going to make any sense anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got uh, just below the knee, your toe, above your knee, knee, toe, knee. <laughs> I, I could do this today. I could do this today. Well, hello, because he's not here. He's on a cruise ship. Uh, but I've done it in the chair. Man, you could take that out of context. Um, right, we have the troublemaker who's only half on camera because he's shy, Caitlin. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. There you hello. go. Oh, no, he's in full. That's weird, his camera just... It sounded like I said Caitlin. 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 Yeah, that's it. I did, I did try and say your name right. We've also got Sean. Hey. And we've got Big D. <laughs> What's up, Big D? <laughs> Look at Jack. Jack's trying to beat down with the Americans. Yeah, yeah. it's not this bad. show. Is, if if it weren't for Bradders, this show would be really white. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> so no, I, I want to know why everyone's wearing green. Have you purposely worn green? They're trying to tell you how it clean flight. Looks <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a boy band. Hey, I like I like I like Dom. Dom's cool. I yeah, like no, I like Dom. Yeah, Dom's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, done I, so I like much him. Hobby. Yeah, and, and I like him because he's kind of a dick. And at least you know where you stand when you're working with people who are dicks. Like that's <laughs> the. That's know, the it, it was a big dick off with him and Robocop. <laughs> you know, um, Time Cop. That's it. That's his name. It's a big dick off. So, um, are we allowed to mention the R word or not? That this is slightly what I'm confused at. Race fight? Yeah. We can, we can mention sure. it. Yeah. Like, so that's the thing. Bradders was like, don't mention it. And I was like, okay. Like, what but the we hell? have to. We have to mention it. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been after chatting to you for ages, being like, a, thank you, because I'm a massive Kiss fan, and I'm not being funny. There was, like, this little wobble on Race Light on everyone's quad, and I was like, I don't get... Like, if you want free blowjobs, Tony fucking loved you, man. <laughs> Bradders and Tony were, like, all up on Race Flight, and I was like, I don't get it. Your internet has died. Tim. Yeah, Tim, you sound like a robot. Switch to mobile communications. No. 
Right audio only if it if it's I'm true. gonna I'm gonna rejoin. Okay. okay. Now now uh, as soon as he said I'm gonna rejoin, he sounded lovely. Any anyone would like to <laughs> commence what he was saying, like, you know, rather than zero zero one one zero one. I think he was saying shit. Great comment, Caleb. I feel like I was trying to make a, uh, I was trying to make a hookers and blow uh, sort of uh, joke with Rudolph Kalman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, ca- carry on as, as you were, Big D. Oh no, no, I'm good. Uh, it ruined it. It ruined it. My internet was dumb. <sighs> Damn it! Right, so. Mm. I feel like there is a distinction that we need to make really quick. Uh, we're not the actually the guys behind Butterflights. Uh, we're Helios. Like we 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 helped develop it, but we're not actually part of the team. Like we're not we're not the owners of it. Yeah. So what is what is your guys' role in this then? Is it is it regarding the flight controller? It's regarding the code that's on uh, the F three. The uh, uh, I'm off. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so uh, our board is designed with a coprocessor, an F3 and an F4. The F3 is mostly mostly what we code on, and it's a filter that filters the gyro. And then it passes that data to the F4, where you're going to have flight code, like Butterflight on it. And it can work with more than just Butterflight, but Butterflight is what people are accustomed with on our board because it ships with Butterflight. Yeah. So, um, so I, I tried Butterflight for the last time. Uh, for la- the last time I flew, I tried Butterflight, and I did think it was better than Betaflight, and I said it on my on my video as well. Um, re- and like it's a really sort of like. A small difference. The biggest difference I noticed was the the reduction of prop wash oscillation. So um, my question is like, why why is that? What is different about Butterflight than Betaflight that that makes it better at that? Did you want to take that? No Kylan? comment, Kylan. Any one of you, because like the dead silence is amazing for the. <laughs> <laughs> I completely hey. missed that. My volume is chopping up there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Kylan. I was I was asking. Um, I, I flew Beta Flight um, this week. Uh, sorry, Butterfly. I'm getting them mixed up. I threw Butterfly this week, and um, the prop wash oscillations were much better than Beta Flight. And I just wanted to know why that is. Oh well, I, I honestly I think it's the filtering. That's the the majority of it. There, uh, I think there are some other small changes that help a lot, like uh, the PID. Um, inside the PID controller, we have a different um, method of filtering D-term, and I think that also helps quite a bit. Instead of filtering the gyro data coming into the D-term, since we already do it, we don't need to do it twice, uh, instead we filter D-term itself, the delta for D, which is, um, in my opinion, a much better way of handling it. And it helps tremendously with prop wash. So it was my understanding that like this, this um, common filter had to be on an F4 board, but we're talking about it working on F3 board. So how, how does that work? 
So the reason why we can do it on an F3 is we have total control of what's going on, and we don't actually have a lot going on as far as uh, a real-time system is concerned. Uh, something like uh, Betaflight, Butterflight, you have so much going on. You have the PID controller, you have the mixer, you have the um, all your different features running, your OSD, your radio uh, coming in. Um, and on the F3, all we have to worry about is getting the data from the gyro, modifying that data through the filter, and then sending it back to the F4. And as far as real time is concerned, we just have two major events to worry about. And that, that means we can end up using way more than just 50 or 60% of the processor and not have any issue. We can run close to 100% and still be able to pull off a real time system. Yeah, because I remember uh, Josh, when he first talked about this common filter, he said it has to be on an F4 and F3s are completely out and it has to run at 32 kilohertz. So are you saying that's not the case? You can run at lower PID loop frequencies and, st and still get better results? So the, I think the, um, what he was probably saying is that uh, the F4 code itself, um, or the, not the F4, the, the flight code itself, and the filtering has to happen on the F4 uh, because it's just not enough to to, uh, to do it on an F3 with everything. But because we've separated it, because we've um, we've said, all right, we're going to take out the filtering, and now there's no filtering happening in Butterfly uh, because it's dual core essentially. Now uh, we run all the filtering on one core, so we could actually do that. We run at 32 kilohertz regardless of what you choose your PID loop at, so it executes at 32k and then down samples to whatever you requested out. Awesome. So is this a completely like new way of thinking compared to what race flight was doing? Yeah, it's a new way of thinking. Like it's anyway. kind of like a computer science concept of trying to encapsulate different parts and separate them out and using extra processing power that wasn't there to do something that we weren't able to do before without overclocking. And so uh, this this is an entirely like new concept, uh, kind of an innovative and revolutionary idea. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a, a lot of people switching to butterfly now and, and them finding similar to me. And I, I think it's just that, it, I, I guess it's kind of like the transition from clean flight to beta flight and um, it's sort of going to have a, a bit of like tug of war kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting, especially, I mean, I think who, whoever's going to be the most popular is the, just the one that flies the best. And, and that was Betaflight when it was Betaflight and Cleanflight. But I have to say at the moment between the two, Butterflight is uh, it's doing it for me. So whatever you're doing, it's working <laughs> for me. You're gonna you're gonna love the next iteration then because uh, we it's something that we've been working on uh, Odin on top of a new PID controller which we just uh, I'm actually working on right now just kind of refactoring it and cleaning it up a little bit uh, in Butterflight that uh, fixes some of the issues that we've noticed with certain uh, with certain types of quads like especially with six inch quads ones that have more frame resonance. Uh, the beta flight got around it by adding a whole bunch of filtering. Like you could, you can add notch filters all day long, and you can uh, you just do all kinds of all kinds of stuff. There's like seven different filters in there, but um, that was a band aid for the frame resonance issue that was exacerbated by the PID controller. 
And so we've actually just fixed that. And I was up to like 2 a.m. last night testing it with our pilot, and it's freaking amazing. It's really good. So would that be good on a um, X class? I believe so. Absolutely. I might might have to try try on my X class then. So where does that leave people with only one gyro, and say like people running just an F three board? Are we so screwed? What, what, no. What, what we're going to do is we're going to try to put whatever we can into Butterflight so that anyone can use it. Yeah. But it's just the, the amount of stuff that we are doing on the F3 by itself, just that one board uh, on Helio, like it, it's not possible to run on any other chip. Uh, it's just even an F7 wouldn't be able to handle everything that we're doing. Okay. Well, so the main reasoning behind that is basically a part is not necessarily uh, worth uh, how, how do I phrase that? Um, two smaller CPUs can outperform one larger CPU in a real-time system because you can have two real-time processes happening at the same time. Mm. So that's why all the megahertz don't add up to what an F7 can do because we can do two things at the same time that must happen at or near the same time. That's how come we can actually get better performance out of an F4 plus an F3 than you can even out even out of the H7, which is a 400 megahertz processor. You just do so much more at once. You, well, you're dividing the load from what I can gather. It's kind of like what computers did, isn't it? Back in the day, they started adding more processors and cores and, yeah. and stuff like that. I guess it's it's like right. a multi-threading kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be really specific to hardware then, isn't it? Because one thing that I think is amazing about Beta Flight, Clean Flight, Butterfly, whatever, is like there are so many boards that will just work with it. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how you guys implement that. Do, do you guys have any sort of um, relationship with Beta Flight back and forth, or is it just completely separate because Beta Flight's open source and, or, or are other sort of ideas that are likely to be shared between the two. Butterflight is a fork of Betaflight, and it's open source. Uh, the only difference was that they're, um, they just had a different philosophy. Uh, Betaflight, they um, kind of didn't like uh, the fact that we have a closed source portion, which is the IMF code itself. Yeah. And even though it's perfectly fine, it's perfectly acceptable with the GPL, uh, they just decided that they didn't want to support it. So uh, we were going to ship with a uh, kind of like the what the Radix does. It's got its own uh, version of Betaflight. Or, so there's a couple of other flight controllers that all have their own uh, forks, and we were going to do that as well. But then uh, Butterflight came along, and uh, what they were doing was in line with what we wanted to do anyways. And so uh, it, it and we liked them. They're pretty cool guys. Uh, Chris and uh, Lucas are both, uh, both both fantastic to work with. So um, we just decided, you know what? This is perfect. This is a perfect opportunity for marketing and for helping out the community and moving the hobby forward. And we kind of felt like Betaflight was becoming stale. Um, it, like the last thing that they added was the dynamic notch. And past that, there really hasn't been much in the way of uh, innovation. Because wasn't wasn't the original idea to put this in B, in, in Beta Flight like the common filter, and then they backtracked and they, they said 
no outfield outfield that does essentially the same thing doesn't use uh as much processing what what are your comments towards that or have i misunderstood what happened there Yes, they're talking about biquad plus fur. And so what they did is they said, hey, this thing converges after so many cycles to to pretty much a low-pass filter because we're using uh, static variables and things like that that don't change. And so it converges to a point. And their argument is, is okay from like a math perspective if you don't dig into it very far. And so they were saying like, hey, this biquad plus fur thing is really the same as the fast common filter, but they took out the common gain equation, and they're like, oh, okay, well, this runs faster now, and they'd show graphs like, and it converges anyways, so uh, these two things are the same, and it runs faster. But that common gain equation is just a one-step predictor. So, like, the convergence was kind of overemphasized, like uh, common gain at each step takes in a rating and it says, okay, uh, like adjust the measurement and the prediction this much. And they were saying, well, let's just use a static variable for that. And uh, we, we will just have this much prediction and this much of the actual measurement every time. And so users kind of noticed that and I think that was really kind of the big uh, push off for Butterflight. Like Butterflight came from a community of people that noticed that uh, they didn't like biquad plus fur, even though they couldn't describe it mathematically, they, they didn't like it as much. And so they asked for the fast common filter to be used as a CLI command in beta flights. And when that was like heavily rejected, they separated to make their own group so that they could have a little bit more say of what goes into the code. Yeah, and then that's what that's what Butterfly became. I mean, I first got interested in it when uh, Joshua Bardwell did his, he did a video, didn't he? Where it was like Butterfly versus Beatfly, and he basically said that he couldn't tell much difference in the footage. And when I watched it, his footage, I could tell quite a bit of difference in in the way that. It handled corners, and uh, I, I guess um, I don't know if you guys saw that video, but I'm gonna guess you agree with me that the the butterfly uh, flight that he did looks looks smoother and better and less um, oscillations. That that's what I thought, anyways. He basically did two flights, and he said I can't tell the difference. In some cases, butterfly is better, in some cases, butterfly is better. But and then you look in all the comments. And pretty much every single person was like, no, I can see that yeah. Butterfly is acting better. And that that's the thing that got my attention, especially when sort of... I know, I know Josh is very... I wouldn't say he's biased towards Butterfly, but he's heavily invested in it, isn't he? And, uh, you know... Um, he's got a flight controller running off, isn't he? Yeah, so that that's what got me interested in it. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I, I, what I like I like it as well because that's what I wanted to ask. I like it because the interface. I haven't had to make any changes when it comes to like learning how to use. Yeah. Like if I go into Kiss, I have to readjust myself or or, or race fly or whatever. But when What's you go your trousers in- got to do with running Kiss. 
<laughs> but but when I go into a butterflight, uh, like it's all the same. Is that likely to change? I mean, I know there's only a couple of options different at the moment, but are we likely to see butterflight look completely different to butterflight at, at some point? I think that's a pretty strong possibility. But um, you know, like uh, Sean mentioned earlier, that's not that's not completely up to us. That's up to the owners, who's um, Lucas and Chris. But uh, I would imagine. Okay. So you're not really involved in that then, Kaylin. I thought you were more involved in it for, for some reason, the, the whole butterfly thing. Well, we're, so we're definitely thing. involved. It's just not our decision. I mean, we're, we work very well with each other when we're... Oh, is he gone? I think we've lost him. Frozen. Oh, yeah. He's back. I know the internet's been sucky around here, it so was, it, was, um, it was like it was under my impression that Kalen had all this this goodness um, that that he had from like race flight, and for whatever reason, you know, wanted to to part ways, and so I thought that was where Butterfly came from, but it seems not the case that much. If, if he comes back, I, I do want to ask like what happened with that, guys. What where do you stand on like? You're probably going to hate me, but like, where do you guys stand on legacy stuff? Because like, it seems like what you're doing is like releasing something open source, but it's not really open source because you've got proprietary, you know, you've got like proprietary uh, code for like a board that in, in order to like get the full package of Butterfly, you've got to have your hardware. Yeah, it's just it's just that it's, um, there's not enough hardware on the legacy stuff in order to be able to execute what we are doing in the Helio board. Um, it's just like any other any other thing that has come out. You know, you think about computers. You bought a an old computer, and then you know six months later, something twice as fast came out, and it's like, yeah. oh crap! You know, well, well, yeah, like that's that's kind of what happened. But but the difference here is that we're doing everything we can to try to support that as long as possible, right? Like we're we're actually looking through the code and seeing what can we add to the Implement. code from IMUF. Yeah. Huh? Uh, implement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever we can implement into the code uh, within beta or Butterfly from IMUF that will run, we'll do it. But the capabilities of IMUF are far superior to just running uh, a single F4. It, it, we're able to perform uh, really unique analysis across all three axes that you can't do on uh, on just a, a typical F4 board. So but this can get some of the benefit. We can still do some of the things that we're doing, right? Like the the initial thing was the fast Kalman. We open sourced that, then we released Helio. We didn't. We didn't just like make make this thing and then say, uh, and then at the same time, we're also um, we also want to license it out to other OEMs, and we actually have a few that we're working with right now, as far as getting a product, a few different products launched, which will be licensing the IMF technology for for new flight controllers. Yeah, a question I, I wanted to ask is like, there's a lot of like um, cloning and copying and stuff like that that goes on with these flight controllers. Is it possible, I mean, it might seem like a, a daft question to you, but it's, it's, it's like one that I think a lot of people are probably wondering, is like, is, is that something that can be copied easily and like we'll see, start to see potentially copies of 
of this, like they, they've just taken a board, copied it, and it, it'll just work with Butterfly, or is, the, is there going to be like a license there that, that stops that from being able to occur sort of thing? Yeah, so, so we have implemented some DRM into our chip. Uh, you won't see clones anytime soon. Uh, they can't actually um, they can't actually access the code that's on the chip. It self-updates, uh, and uh, it's just like any other IMU, right? Like uh, any other any other gyro, basically. Um, but uh, the 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 point is. Because there's some DRM involved in that, uh, we can license it out similar to the way that uh, BLHeli32 licenses it out to other uh, licenses their firmware out to other. Um, yeah, so so uh, they they OEMs. could they could basically buy the chip then technically and and like build their own flight controller, but you get um, money off the back of that sort of thing. Is the lockout with serial numbers or? Just yeah. Jack's, Jack's in the back now. He's got someone trying to copy it as we're speaking, looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so the, it's locked to the chip. It, it's locked to the chip. Uh, it's going to take them a long time to figure out how it works. Uh, it's very obfuscated and encrypted. Uh, if you ever have worked with uh, DRM or, or, or things before, this is... This is pretty pretty unique to uh, to what we what we're doing. They'd have to know a lot about prime numbers to get in there. Kaylin, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so what like what what happened with you? Like what broke down with Raceflight? You know, I, other than from what I can clearly gather, this is how I imagine it. You were in some sort of like cage, and he would like poke yeah. you with a stick. And like Fiji now again, and then code would come out, and like you were rewriting everything, and then one day you kind of gnawed your way out, and then you like <laughs> released the code on the internet, and then like poo went flinging everywhere, and kind of got in a few people's mouths and eyes and stuff, and then you've been running around on fire ever since, and then. Butterfly got hold of you. This, this sounds very similar to my situation with you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Andy. Sorry, sorry. You'll get the stick again. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to talk too much about it since there's an ongoing legal battle. Um, I, I gather that. The gist of it is uh, I sold Racelight to Honorary Development, which is the company that currently owns it. And the, um, the owners of Honorary Development are uh, Tim, Sean, and myself. And uh, so... Can you, you sell know, things to yourself? Yeah, well, it sold it to the company. Yes, you can. Yeah, well, no license it, sell it. I, I don't know the exact terminology, but, uh, you know, we had a lawyer yeah. for us to make sure it was done correctly. And... Um, Can I sell know, Andy RC to you? <laughs> I'll, I'll give think, you Tony if you I want. I think, don't you think that's such a shame that, uh, like, it, like it's, a, it's a hobby, isn't it? And it's meant to be fun and... Like sometimes when it, it gets serious, I think it, it's such a shame. But I understand why. But you know, it's um, yeah. No, thanks for sharing that yeah. information because I think everybody wants to know. But it's a sensitive subject, you know, because like it, this is people's art, isn't it? I, you know, so it's that, that's what it is to me. And it's like, you know, trying to um, 
make sure that everyone gets the right credit and stuff getting stolen. Why is that happening in something that's meant to be fun? It's, uh, yeah, it's beyond me. Well, it's because there's a, there's a ton of money in this hobby. You know, people, people think like, oh, it's just fun and there's a lot of, uh, you know, open source stuff. And, and yes, but you look at the actual numbers, the money that is in this industry, it's a real industry. It's billions of dollars in this industry. There's, uh, yeah, going you know, to China. We haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I don't see much of it. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, it, but uh, that's the thing is, it, it, in order to get that money, and even the retailers have a hard time. We, I know they have a hard time because, uh, you know, uh, internet sales and brick-and-mortar stores and all that stuff. But the OEMs, I mean, this stuff comes out of China. Everything comes out of China. Oh, God damn um, it. Big D, your internet taking a poo again. <laughs> oh. Ever since that dust storm, the internet's been acting up around Phoenix. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a well, telling that Andrew's not here. We haven't done any shout-outs. We haven't done any questions from the chat. I've, I've, I've listed them. We can quick-fire them off. Okay. All right, Tony, do a shout-out. He loves doing it. He's <laughs> like, look. I literally went there, and I saw him at Mini Air Show 4, and he was just like... He was rubbing his nipples in his tent, and he was like, everyone here has come to see me. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that, Tony? Yeah, Tony. And I was like, is Vaseline really necessary? And he was like, maybe if you open my car door at 5 a.m. again and set off the alarm. These guys have no idea what they've wandered into here. No, right. no I'm, really, I'm really proud of... Caitlin, uh, thank you so much for coming on, like, Let's Drone Out, because I heard a rumour, like... Right. Uh, you, this is the podcast you wanted to be on, and and for the record, like no one wanted to kill you because of race fight. Uh, we just really wanted to know what was going on, and um, like the 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 roasting and japing is is all in good fun. And um, I loved race flight. I loved race flight for weirdly for free um, blowjobs, boys for freestyle, not for so racing. Race Flight had one major drawback, and that was it had one primary. The Revo? Well, <laughs> Preston. Was, Preston was running it. <laughs> the, the, biggest, the biggest problem that I'm going to talk about, at least, is that uh, um, it was just me doing the programming, and there was little to Get no... Get back in that cage! Sorry, I, think, I think Jack's going to need a lawyer after this. Don't we mute him. Carry on. Oh, it was just you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we oh, go. Sorry, it's internet again. Yeah, the big difference now with Helio is you know, it's a team of three it's Sean, Tim, myself. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses, and we all end up working extremely well with each other. We have code reviews, we all understand what's going on in the project, we talk about it constantly, and that's why things are progressing so quickly. If Racefight had that, it would have been a whole different story than what it is now. But, uh, you know, now we have uh, Helio. So um, good. be on the lookout for really good things. Yeah. yeah. You guys kind of know, like, Kalen's pedigree because he's been in the community for a long time. But Tim is also a very well-established software engineer in other communities. He's got more than a decade of experience. In fact, uh, at General Motors, he's a principal developer there. Wow. That's was cool. until I just recently left. 
you know, you know, you're on camera, right? You know, the whole flossing teeth or you like gnawing through he's wires. Like, he's just like, oh man, oh, this, this isn't a podcast. Yeah, like even <laughs> yeah, man, it's like on the internet. Oh, you don't, you don't video. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Yeah, you've got. I didn't realize it was going to be on camera. I thought this was a little symbol that says "live" right there. I thought it would give it away. Gosh, it is live. Yeah, I saw these these little things pop up. I saw these little things pop up. They're like little questions or something. Oh yeah, there's a question from the YouTube. So we've got, I think, about sixty people watching on on YouTube at the moment. So. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'll, do, I'll keep flossing them. That's fine. I'll just keep them <laughs> no one's actually complained in the. Like, so, <laughs> let me let me fill you in, right? Hang on. Uh, oh, no, Zed. It's it's in very low definition, so don't worry about it. it look, I thought you were trying to eat the your headphone cable away, <laughs> which makes a lot, which makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like, make it yeah. Stop. <laughs> right. So, guys, that link there is the chat so there's people in the chat and you can write things and people can ask questions like for instance um oh. when i screamed kaylin get back in the cage frostbite said jack please shut up and let them talk good on you frostbite even though like we asked a question earlier on and then you guys just sat there for a while but that's let's drone out uh, apparently Tony's Tony's like obsessed lately with ruining my good name. He says I lie. I says I, I repair things and then don't get back to him. Um, he did lie a lot. Well, he's British, so right. Yeah, yeah. I play the evil bad guy. Just about. Um, get the dev- station. Sorry, do you want to run through the? Do you want to run? And we we take the questions and then we paste it into the little chat thing so that we don't miss any. Basically. Someone's uh, someone asked in the chat about the the uh, butterfly motors. Can any of you guys comment on that? Are you had any input in any of that? No, I, we we didn't. Uh, they, they actually, uh, like we mentioned before, butterfly is separate from uh, helium. Okay. Uh, and actually, we're going to end up releasing our own motors here in a limited run. Uh, they're very special, uh, very special motors. But we we don't really plan on making a like making a ton of other products other than flight controller and flight controller software because as soon as you expand into those things, then it becomes a nightmare to manage and it and it becomes uh, becomes more difficult. And we're we're software engineers. Uh, we're we like doing this stuff. We don't like building other ancillary products. We're going to partner with others in order to do some of those things, but we're not going to be like. Hey, uh, uh, if you get the Helio thing, like we do it better than X person who just made it for us. Like that doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> so, um, where, like, because we're in the UK, so um, is there anywhere that we're going to be able to to buy the Helio from? Uh, at like, do you know anything about like distribution and, and stuff, and what retailers are going to stock it and stuff like that? Uh, I think Hogwarts might stock it. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I, want, uh, I want to buy uh, one. Hobby, I want to buy one and check it out on the channel. You see, me and me. Hobby, Hobby RC. Uh, oh yeah, oh, good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I know Hobby RC. They should be. They should have them, or if they don't have them, they should be getting them soon. Um, drone FPV racer. 
uh, the the guys in Germany, like they they wanted us first. Uh, like we kind of felt, we kind of we kind of felt like, uh, you know, these hot German chicks just kind of wanted to get all over, you know, Sean there, Sean and Kalen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, Flying Day was one of our first customers, and. Uh, there was another another German company that that was another very early customer. Uh, the Europe has been really good for flight controller sales, and we've done really well in Europe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably because like in Europe, like we we are using Betaflight. Like anyone I speak to is, is yeah. Betaflight. When we when we had Preston on the show. And like we asked everyone who was here who was re- using race flight, and I think it was just Tony. We it didn't reach over here that much, um, like. But I've you know I, I've already tried Butterfly, and uh, I think I think because a lot of people in Europe are using Betaflight anyways, um, and and if it's better, they will just switch to which is the best. So and I'm not surprised by that. It's Betaflight is like the main thing over here and then and then probably kiss after that i would say okay richard warwick asked in the chat will there be a 20 by 20 fc board for micros it's mm, a good one we've considered it do you, do you want to run through the um questions in uh in the chat question to the butter uh, boys how many developers are working on butterfly and what are the chances of them getting bored and moving on? I can tell you we are heavily invested in it, uh, as well as uh, APOC and Lucas, uh, Loose Transistor. Um, there's a couple of other guys uh, who are also heavily invested in it. So you're looking about, I'd probably say, including the community, probably about 10, probably 10 core solid developers that are constantly helping and looking for issues and uh, at adding improvements and things like that. Um, you can look at the commit history and the the PRs. I think there's 12 open PRs right now. I actually just opened one for the new PID controller uh, last night. And there's, uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's, gonna, it's not going to go anywhere. And, it's, and once, you know, another uh, like controller software just like just sort of fades into the obscurity that is beta i mean i didn't say that but when it fades into obscurity then uh you're going to see more and more butterfly i think uh, it's new ideas and new features and new things thrown in there and uh you know what can we make this thing do but then it sort of devolved into a bunch of bunch of uh mental masturbation for certain people so you come to the right podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, next question. Why did they TM the brand? Which brand? Because APOC and Lucas trademarked uh, Butterfly, Butterfly and we yeah. trademarked Helio. Yeah. Christian, yeah. Right. Um, there's a lot of people using Betafly brand unlicensed. Uh, there was another question. How much did you sell it for? I think that's race flight. <laughs> Oh, how much? Uh, I'm going to keep that between the three of us. <laughs> okay, no worries. Good answer. Uh, what will be the difference between Betaflight and Butterfly and Helio? What What will be the difference in price between Betaflight, Butterfly, and the Helio? Well, Butterfly and Betaflight are free. Yeah. 
I think they mean the, the I think they mean price, the boards, boards yeah. as in yeah. the actual price of the boards, yeah, between Race oh, Light and so, Helio. So um, when it comes to the the actual architecture that's on Helio, uh, we've tried this tried to keep it as competitive as possible. Um, we realized that uh, it, that it's a tough market to compete in when you don't have something special to offer. So that's why it's so easy to clone boards, right? Because there's nothing that's preventing that. You can just go make something cheaper, looks the same, flies almost identical, may break after four or five flights, but you know it was 12 cents. So um, there's, a, there's a little bit of a little bit of difference in there with, uh, with Helio. Um, and, but the thing is, you're also going to end up with other OEMs uh, making their own boards. So then it's just going to wildly vary. You'll be able to support whoever you want and still be able to get all the benefits that we provide with our firmware. Because that's essentially what we did is we created a new gyro. It's, it is a gyro plus MCU, but it can go on anything. Yeah. On that note, uh, the F7 boards, like... I think some of them are kind of wildly overpriced and we're, we do have more value than just an F4. And so F4 boards were probably a little bit more expensive than that, but we're not wildly overpriced like 60 or $70 for an F7 board. And we're the F7. So I think, I mean, you just can't beat it in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's interesting. The F7's like been around for a while, and it hasn't really. It's not taken off like the F4, has it? So it must be maybe think, maybe the price. I think it was the development uh, like pinout boards and stuff. They were quite hard to get hold of for a while. I'm not too sure. I forget now. There was like some sort of development problem with them. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it was hard to get chips to like manufacture in large bunches and they had to to change like beta flight they had to go in beta flight and optimize the code to work on an f7 yeah and so like they've started that work now optimizing the code to work on an f7 but i'm i'm not even sure if you go in and do their nightly release build if it's better to run it on an f4 or f7 it's kind of a gray area right now yeah, it's, even though the F7 has more compute. Yeah, and there was wasn't there like architecture problems as well or something. So something that's uh, something that's kind of interesting, I think, is uh, people don't realize how long the F4 has actually been out for. Uh, the first F4 that I'm aware of in a flight controller, in, um, at least one that was fairly popular, was the uh, Open Pilot Revo or the Revolution. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that actually Revo board. Oh, have we lost Kaylin? <laughs> no. Who's yeah. the, who's the picture of the dog? Is that Kaylin as well? That's Kaylin. That's that's Cruiser. Yeah, that's it's funny. Dog. I I, re I received one of those boards, and yeah, I was surprised to see it was an F four. Uh, I received like a, a prototype Alien Wii board that was an F four years ago. So yeah, it's been been around for a while and uh yeah i, I mean i still i still fly f3 for the most part because yeah. um i find that the 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 f4 boards you know they're a bit tricky with the um 
you know, the, they don't have the inversion and, and it can be an absolute pain sometimes if you're not aware of all the, like, the, the parts that you've bought and what inversion you should have and if your telemetry is inverted and uh, which so go on smart audio. I'm, I'm, putting a, I'm putting a butterfly on a so, remote board at the moment. So here is, here's the thing that holds them back uh, is really just uh, flash size, the F3s. Um, the, the amount of flash that's on them, because the F3 and the F4 are not really that much different in terms of speed. You can still run F3s 192, 168, which is stock for an F4. Um, and they have the same processor. Smaller, huh? They, they actually have the same processor. The F3 and the F4 use the same processor. It's just the, the package is different. Yeah, and the DMAs. There's less DMAs on the F3 than there are on the F4. So, um, so when it when it comes to it, like being cap capability wise, right? The F3 is not a chump. The F3 is actually very capable, but the problem is the code that's out there in Betaflight and in Butterflight, and this is something that that Dominic has uh, mentioned quite a bit as far as like uh, he he more or less focuses on the cleanliness of the code, but I'm kind of a performance curmudgeon. And so I can, I've, I refactored a couple of things within Butterfly and just one small refactor, uh, which didn't change anything other than to change the way the code operated, saved one and a half K of flash storage. And on an F3, that's huge because it only has 32 K. So you can add more features. You can add more things to it. Um, but, but the, I would say there's kind of a opinion floating around within the beta flight. Uh, groups that their code doesn't have problems, but in essence, it does. I, I would like to give an example of the code. Something that I really can't stand to have a problem with is just flipping a pin. Um, in our code, we're, it, for example, in the F3, we, we flip the bit, we directly access the register on the processor to flip the bit, which flips the pin status from high to low. And um, that takes probably around two or three clock cycles to actually do, which, um, uh, whereas Betaflight uses a, a hardware abstraction layer that uh, makes it easier um, to develop, but it's ridiculously slow at some things. For example, I did a calculation. It takes around 100, uh, between 100 and 200 clock cycles to flip a pin on Betaflight, as opposed to our two to three clock cycles on the F3. That it's a pretty major difference in, in, in some circumstances. Right, got you. Um, so I, a lot of questions are about butterflies. I don't know whether you're going to know the answer, but so, uh, someone's asked how many developers are working on butterflies. Like, uh, I always get this impression because there's so many updates on butterflies, like you, you log into it and there's a new one. You, I always get the impression that they've got so many developers. It, um, I don't know if you know if that's true or and how many are working on butterflies. So in my opinion, the the reason uh, a lot of open source projects get updates rather frequently is because a lot of uh, software engineers, like, and this is true for any open source uh, project that's big, um, it's either backed by a company, which means yeah. that they're going to pay their developers to do something, or they're out of work developers. Right. Okay. So they're just sort of stewing there and, and just like tinkering with stuff and, and changing stuff. Yeah. 
Is there going to be any more filters coming out, like the fast Carmen filter? Is there going to be even faster one? Uh, we have anything so, more. So, so once we finish Odin, and once we finished uh, optimizing some of the things that we're doing, we have some plans uh, to release some kind of like mini minimize older versions of what we've developed that should work on uh, every F4. Cool. Yeah. So our Helio board this month is releasing a new version of, of our filtering, and it's pretty exciting. Uh, the, the amount of saved tons of processor time on it. And it's like an exponential, like, uh, like it would have been seven times greater or 60 times greater at different window sizes in our filter uh, than we're using now in the new filter that we're going to release next in this month. Wow. So how does it how does it work in con in conjunction with um, like the the new butterfly releases? So let's say like a new version of butterfly comes out, but if you're dating your flight controller all the time, does that mean that um, you have to release it on the current release of butterfly, or do you have your own sort of version running for it that runs uh, separate to Butterfly. It's uh, the way that it's set up is we can actually run uh, releases any way we want, uh, anytime we want. Uh, we updated the UI to be able to pull from our repository. So anytime we release a new version of our software, uh, it's mostly going to be whatever the latest stuff is that's in Betaflight or Butterfly. Uh, even I say it wrong. I keep getting uh, it mixed up because it's uh, so similar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any of the new stuff that's in Butterfly uh, will be on Helio. Plus, you'll probably get some other stuff that may not even be merged into Master or in the latest release yet anyway, because we want to make sure that it's uh, the experience is optimized for anyone buying our board. We, we, we take a lot, of, uh, a lot of time and effort into testing and making sure that stuff is stable before we release it widespread unlike some other uh, entities who decide to just release uh, 100 new versions within a month. So um, we're, not, we're not those people. We want it to be stable. And you know what? If there's an RC out there and it flies better than what you got, great. If it doesn't, don't upgrade. Like, oh, this RC, I put it on my board and the previous version worked great. Awesome. Let us know. Then downgrade. Stay on the version that works for you. You don't have just because something is upgraded and new doesn't mean that it like has to uh, be upgraded when it's not a full release yet. Yeah. So I take it. Does it have its own GitHub and is that where you get the latest like hex? Like, I guess you would say. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. And, and and that's it. So yeah, if you get like, so I, I take on the page. This may ask like may sound like a stupid question. I take it there's not going to be a target in beta flight for it <laughs> uh, that just like runs like a you know a, a standard flight controller. Uh, um, it's it's just purely butterfly that you can run on this flight controller. Yeah. We do have a beta flight version that we were going to ship with, uh, but we just haven't updated it yet. Uh, we've been working on iNav because uh, the, the, it's on the site. You can actually download it. It's uh, uh, version 3.3. But uh, um, we've been working on iNav and a couple of other things first. 
right. to kind of button down on the hatches because I if you if you know beta flight, you know butterfly. It's yeah, not sure. that big of a difference. Sure. Um, and then with iNav, that's a whole other uh, whole other target audience. You know, it's people with fixed wings and and things that uh, and even quadcopters, right? But that's what um, that's what we wanted to do is kind of open up that that other that other side of the market and give more people access to what they're used to using. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. You have test stuff right behind me there. Are you allowed to? You've got what was that test stuff? Did you say? Yeah, I've got a hex just behind me and the mini sky hunter, and I also have a couple other airplanes in my kitchen right now. You can't see that uh, are uh, getting ready for some iNav plus um, Helio love. So wow. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I really need to. Uh, I I have not not even checked out iNav, but we have. Uh, uh, a reviewer over here, Payments 360, does a lot of stuff um, in INAV. So yeah, I need to need to get on to that. But I think uh, we're coming up to the hour. Are we, Jack? Are we ready to uh, to wrap up with these guys? Hey, everyone's laughing in chat because I put Tony in timeout for 30 seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> he claimed that I wanted to see Rich's bum. Oh. I wouldn't put it past you. Uh, no, I, I'm all right. Um, yeah, guys, thank you for coming on. I, I thought you'd be more butterfly, but I'm glad you're helping um, Constantine on uh, on the old uh, on the old INAV though, because I'm a big supporter of INAV. I really like the stuff. Um, and uh, my everyone's favourite. I've got one last question. MF Boone, any chance we'll see uh, AIOFC with built-in ESCs? Uh, we're not working on that right now. We are releasing a uh, PDB version of our board, but we're we're not planning on working on anything with ESCs integrated into the board. Okay. Um, also, uh, Wayne, yeah, falling with style. Yep. Uh, me and Andy RC will be doing some big gay farming on Twitch. Will we? Yeah, are you up for? Are you up for a, I can I can probably do it an hour. Yeah, we're gonna. So the link's there. Is that the? Hang on, let me just present to everyone. What are you showing us? What's that? Present quick. I am. Quick, take this a screenshot. PD skills. This is my terrible soldering skills. Uh, clone it. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's we got we posted pictures of it online, uh, but there's okay. a PDB version. Have we got any any clue when it's coming to Hobby RC, the Helio board? Any dates? Yeah. I don't know how time works in Middle Earth, so I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> it could already be there, Tony. We'll have to take a look. No, we've just had a look, and it's uh, not there at the moment. Uh, yeah. And remember, everything runs off GMT. <laughs> yeah, just That's not G and, G and T as in... You know, the drink. <laughs> we're, we're on uh, BST right now, Tony. Oh, okay. Well, well my postman throws everything in the river, so probably My postman never. puts it in a safe place for me and signs that I'm there. I love that, my that's postman. Even, that's even worse. That's illegal, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name, but he's brilliant. <laughs> Tony is not only the size of a hobbit, he oh, also has hairy feet. <laughs> um right 
you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. If you want to continue with us for an extra hour whilst we do some big gay farming, my link in the Twitch is there. I have um, not anything to do with big gay farming. You are, because I've named my cat after you in Stardew Valley. <laughs> sake. His name's Tony. I kick him every night. Tony's wrong earth, by the way. The earth is round. Um, and, and apparently China is watching. Uh, you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. You've been joined by Andy RC. Hello, thanks for listening and watching. Goodbye. Kaylin, uh, as a dog that's constantly muted... Uh, we've got IRL, Kaylin. Hello. Let me put in the mute dog. Yep. We've got Sean. Hey. Technically, get... it's the other way around. Yeah, it's oh, the other way around. Everybody sees it differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Flossing Big D. Yeah. Got to keep my teeth clean. High yeah. light Flossing. Yeah, that's it. And we've got the, the Middle Earth Munchkin, Tony. Bonjour. And you've also got Bright Until I Fly or Jack or Tony's Big Pain in the Ass. Uh, so see I you over in... cream for that. Yep. See you over in Twitch in a bit, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Go over to Twitch, ask us questions, follow, like, subscribe. Thank all our Patreons. Thank our Patreons. Yep, not a problem. You're welcome anytime. Anyone who messes with race flight is all right with me. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. night. Telemetry lost.